on to the TZR Podcast, episode 24, special live from a hotel room. Special at, edition. Yeah. Does it consider... Is it hotel room PAX edition. Live from PAX 2016. I mean, I guess we are alive, and we are at PAX, but is it live if they're not listening to it? Well, it's live because we're all here, rather than doing it digitally and robot oh, calendars. It. That make, it's true, <laughs> the calendars. In person. The what? Callum Gurgles. Oh, wait, Callum Gurgles. Yes. Yes, those are things that happen a lot. There's a few podcasts that I was listening to where he would just gurgle through his point and you would be so kind to be like, yeah. Absolutely. Hootie who. No one, no, if we just every so often just throw in a hootie who, no one will know that he's not here. There you go. Well, you know, we, we only get, did that for one episode, then we just give him crap afterward. I think you gotta get sure. closer. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta scoot up, my man. So let's talk about everybody that's here right now. My name's Justin that's, Skirbo. That's you. And I am here <laughs> with... Ben Rickby. And... Mike Potts. And you took off your TZR shirt? It was. It's really hot in this room. There's like nine of us in a small room, and yeah. we had to turn open. Yeah. We had to turn Yo, off also the Also, the door's open. Just oh, shit. Heads up. Justin, just, Justin Chow's here. Oh my god. Just the and we have two special guests with us this evening. Count them. Two. Jeff Shock is here. Hello. Brother of Alex Shock. Also game designer and also game, game developer for TZR as well. Overall, Rad Dude, that's bolted to the table, so I would not sit I'm there. I'm not leaning against it. Uh, that is so going to break. I'm waiting for it to go down. I'm about to snap a television. Yeah, it's not... All right, fine. I'm just going to take my prime seat location again. And then our second special guest is... Mike DeFabio. Yes. Mike DeFab. He is a developer, a programmer. He's a back-end developer for TZR, but he is overall genius. Yes. Overall genius. No, no lie, though. He's actually really good. So just to give you a little background, when we did our... When we did our Extra Life... Uh, like giveaways, he created a like piece of software. Like, I guess you'd call it a piece of software, a software thing that you can just throw in images and have like. This it was cool. He did it in a day. We really needed it. He pulled through. He's I, good. I want to give some more stuff away. I really enjoyed giving stuff away, and we have like a huge pool of stuff that I'll, we. I'll take it. No. <laughs> oh, you that we have to give away. Bag, dude. You just give that bag to that random girl today. She wasn't random. You can keep the name was Christine, and she was very pretty. I'm thinking in what? This is public. The bag that he gave away. We could have given the bag and the hat away for that. No, no, no. I'm saying giveaways. Like we have like a huge thing of Steam codes, and I want to give them away to to our awesome fans who listen to the podcast. Well, you should tell them to write in questions. Okay, so so for those that what are our mothers going to do with Steam codes? Oh gosh, that's good. Okay, so let let's try to do this. So as you know, our podcast posts every Saturday uh, at 12 p.m. Eastern, and you can email us at podcast at the zero review.com. That's podcast at the zero review.com and ask us any kind of questions that you have. For this week, I think we should have someone email us a question. And they should have like a, a secret word in there. And, if they, and, if, they, and if they post you. the secret word, we'll, we'll yeah. throw them a Steam game. Wait, secret word? Yeah, pick one. Pick, pick a, pick a Wait, we're going to pick it. Like, the, like the listener the listener is going to email us a question to podcast at the zero review.com and have, like, P.S. this word. If you could spell hootie who correctly. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. No, that's There's good. Secret word. Secret word is, is hootie who. <laughs> Show me your secret word. Secret word is hootie who. So if you email us your question and have a P.S. of hootie who, we will send you a free Steam game. Uh, I don't know what it is, but it'll, I'll make sure it's a good one because we have a 
cool yeah. section of cool. It will be something, and it will work on Steam. <laughs> That's the only guarantee. The word True is that. Guys, we've been at PAX all day today. My feet hurt. Yeah. I think we're all tired. Yeah, man. I'm pretty tired. Are tired. you guys having fun, though? I mean... Oh, yeah. It's a great what, convention. Just me? Yeah. It's just Jeff. It's a lot of fun. I, I'm waiting for everybody else's response. I mean, I'm, I'm having an awesome time at PAX. Like, there's a lot of really big show or, like, big, uh, what the fuck, what is the word I'm looking for? Things. Booths? Booths is exactly <laughs> the word I'm looking for. There are some big booths for some really awesome it's games. Great. It's Overwatch has a pretty serious booth. We went to Lawbreakers today. We got to yep. play uh, Supergiant Games' new game, Pyre. Pyre? Pyre. I want to call it Pyre, the, but it yeah. is Pyre. It's definitely Pyre. We got the, to meet the guys from. Uh, the, we got to meet the guys from Rooster Teeth, and we also got to meet the guys from. Um, kind of kind funny. Of funny. Yeah, it was a good sort time. We played uh, Mirror's Edge. I played Mirror's Edge. Tell me about it. I tried to play Mirror's Edge yeah. without the tutorial. Yeah, I kind of just threw the, <laughs> yeah, the funniest thing was when we were sitting in that booth and I was watching him play from behind him, and every time he would mess up, it'd be like, You suck! And everybody, no, behind, everybody behind us would just like look over and like, <laughs> oh be like, Look at them. No pressure. Terrible. No pressure. It's terrible. I, I went through the tutorial. And uh, I felt like I had been on it for a while, so I just handed it. It's a just, really long tutorial. Yeah, I just, so I tossed the controller to Ben, but he didn't get he didn't get the tutorial. <laughs> no, I'm like, what, <laughs> what buttons do you want? I threw him in blind. Which button is parkour? I don't parkour? Parkour, parkour. That's how I felt playing Lawbreakers the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait, I don't know how to play this game. I don't understand. How hard can Lawbreakers? It's it's just it's, not it's a first person shooter, shoot. but it breaks a lot of rules that you yeah. think of first person shooters have. Like there is no sprint. There's no crouch, like weird things like that. No crouch. Yeah, but instead of no crouch, you, you, you shoot behind you, shoot behind you, you to make you run faster. That's kind of like cool. Unreal You're propelling yourself through yeah. gravity. It's pretty. All I know, all I know is that I, I cut like Cliff Blazinski in half. Yeah, you definitely did. Like, <laughs> that was awesome. Like they need to post you just like dumpster. I just fucking. Yeah, as he said when he he got up after we trounced his team and was just like, we just got dumpstered. I love that. I love that. This is Cliff. Cliff Blazinski is going to ask us a question and say who to who. Also, fuck you, my class. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, again, he killed me like nine or ten times right in a row. Like, I did nothing but walk into a room and get killed by Cliff. And then I finally was just like, suck it, man! Ugh! Cut him in half. That's awesome. And then he climbed over the desk. <laughs> so, what would you say was your favorite game that you've played at PAX so far? Uh, Alex, mm. you go first. No time to think. You just yeah, gotta really, go in. I mean, really, today was a lot of scoping it out. Um, yeah. Trying to get Ooh, in on, like, the PSVR stuff and uh, yeah, just seeing what Chow I... for pulling us out of line. <laughs> Listen, all right, I thought I was doing you guys a favor. Because what I experienced from PAX Seattle was that the Media Pass is, like, the golden ticket into all chocolate chocolate factories, right? But, unfortunately... So, yeah, PSVR is kind of, under lock, and, like, yeah. kind of under lock and key there. You really have to set an appointment, and they don't... Uh, they didn't let well, us they said appointments the like way in advance for those. Well, so, have, so no, 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 because tomorrow nine, nine, 9 o'clock a.m. nine o'clock a.m. nine a.m. they have a uh, an app coming out so that you could uh, you can register for an appointment. Well, like they have a, they have an app that <laughs> yeah, that 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 only yeah, registers appointments. Sony has for a fast showing for their yeah. VR. So anyway, <laughs> it, I mean it's got to be Mirror's Edge because it's. I honestly didn't play that many games, and that wasn't awesome. Isn't it so good though? It's so much smoother than the original one. It's like, really oh, yeah. smooth. Um. I mean, Jeff brought up a good point. Um, it was weird that I was dropped in, and it was not that white, pristine environment that I'm mm. used to. It was like, 
kind of this gritty, almost Deus Ex like. Oh yeah. World. Did they start it? So in the demo that I played last year, it's like they start you in like you're walking out of a prison. Yeah. And the, and you the guy gives you the contact lens yeah. and all that stuff. Okay, so it was the same build. Yeah. So yeah. That's no, no, it was not the it, same it, build. It's the, it was the tutorial. The tutorial you, you and I played. Yeah. In addition to like what we played was like a quick like time like, trial like bullshit. Like open world. Play, they yeah. had a much more like. In depth tutorial. I feel like and you played the beginning of the game. Additional demo. Yeah, uh, exactly. Okay. Like was it was actually there. the beginning. So of when the we were game. talking okay, to yeah. uh, the the rep there, the marketing guy, his name was Ray. I forget his last name. He remembered us. Yeah. From uh, Pax Seattle, actually, which was really cool. Um, That's awesome. And tomorrow we're actually going to be doing like a little video uh, capture stuff Great. on uh, Mirror's Edge. But awesome. he was telling us that the uh, the updates that they made since that last year were like tremendous as far as like this demo. But we didn't get to play through it all because Ben yeah. kept dying. How was how was the combat in it? It was good, um, but I, I didn't. I didn't. You don't get to do it too much in depth, like in the in the short time that you have on the demo. And it was like you, you just things. like you run up to them, and it's like press X or quick attack, and I'm like jamming on the button. But it really, I think it just goes into like a a like little a, event like a script, by like a scripted event. Yeah, like you press X, and then she does this awesome kind of flip over combo maneuver to the guy that like breaks his arm. But I didn't really feel like I did it. You know, it was kind of just like I pressed X to initiate it. Like it just sort of happened. Okay. So I don't know if it's going to get more in depth as it goes, or if that was well, like you so fight more enemies that are like resistant to that, and you have to like do more combos. If there, I remember or... anything from Mir uh, Mirror's Edge One, right? Some of the battles that you fought with the other parkour guys, because apparently all parkour people know like fucking kung fu or some shit. <laughs> but uh, you would fight them, and then when you fought them, they would have like specific like blocks that you'd have to get around. But from what I saw from the tutorial, it was literally like jump off this wall off the right to kick him in the face, swing off of this monkey bar and, and then kick it, him in it, the face. It was a tutorial. <laughs> was a lot of kicking that, him in the face. And that was like there was no complicated enemy. There was no, no one with a gun or no one armored. It was just like the worst guy possible. Yeah. As just like an example, so it's hard to judge right now. <laughs> well, that, yeah. that was the other thing is you handed me the controller and it was like the other half of the tutorial. Right. Well, more, and I more watched, advanced right. combat stuff. And I watched and that. <laughs> And I you don't can even like know how to jump. <laughs> yeah, you can like jump off walls and land <laughs> on a guy, saying. and and that's cool. Um, See, I, I just thought, don't know how. At least in Mirror's Edge One, I thought the combat was the weakest part of that game. But like, that was because yeah. the combat wasn't supposed to be like. It well, it, it, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. but it was, it was like, like it got in the way of just the sweet parkour, you know. Which right. only I, now, like now, looking back to it, it really only worked well half the time, you know. Yeah. Unless you were good. It's it's <laughs> much smoother this time. It's it, not quite as right. jarring, and Mir you don't lose your momentum. Mirror's Edge One was just a good, like, good concept. Yeah. Um, huh. and then people really wanted more, and they're like, "Oh shit, we didn't yeah. actually make a very good game." <laughs> yeah. Um, Hots, did you ever play Mirror's Edge One? No. Nope. Yeah, that's why you're so silent. I figured. Yeah. <laughs> this is a reboot too. I thought this was a sequel. Nope. This is a, this is a brand new reboot to the series. Oh, that's good. Um, so. I mean, we're getting the same character. Yeah, I was wondering fate, why but... these guys had a question of like, well, why is she coming out of prison? And I was like, oh, because in the beginning of the first one, she gets in prison. And then I was like, wait. And then you guys were like, no, it's a reboot. And I was like, well, I just made that up to pretend like I sounded smart. <laughs> well, I, I, asked, I asked the guy why it wasn't called. I mean, this is me out of the loop, I guess. But I asked him why it wasn't called Mirror's Edge 2. Yeah. And he goes, well, idiot, it's a... Get out of this booth! <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually a reboot. It's like the first one was more of like a tech demo. That's what it felt like, but it was really cool and different. Well, and, because, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was Justin, like a, you were saying like a proof before. of concept, right? Exactly. Right. It was like a side project for these guys. That's but to, I mean, it seems like the perfect opportunity for VR. Like, it'd just be such a cool experience. Yeah, actually, so. We we asked him we, about VR. Right. Well, actually, he was so, the one that tipped us off. And he said, we didn't, "We're not going to comment on it, uh -huh. but it's a firm possibility." Yeah. Right. They, I mean, they're. 
Right, they give you the standard can marketing I just, line. Can I be honest with uh, what I've known for VR already? You add jarring, crazy dashes, roll... Like, when you when you hit the you ground... You are going to puke everywhere. Puke. That's going to be fucking vomit comment all day. Yeah. It's going to be like, I want to feel like I'm going to throw up, but I'm also parkouring at the same time. <laughs> then you play that game in VR. So it's like real-life parkour now. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess, except for you're not moving in real life. So. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's going to be weird. It does look very pretty, though. Uh I don't know. All right, so Chad, what was what was your most pleasurable experience at PAX? Well, let me tell you, I was waking yeah. up next to you this morning, Justin. Um, now, my most uh, pleasurable experience at PAX uh, was, uh, what was it? I had it lined up, and then you said Mirror's Edge, and then we were talking about some other stuff. Let's see, what do we see today? Um, oh, What did you I, play? Walk, I walk us through your day. All right, so let's see. It started with... Uh, well, Mirror's Edge with you, right? And then we were, I was looking at um, <laughs> Hitman Go, which... Oh, I have that game. Really? All right. The mobile game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The mobile game. I hate all things that are called Go. Yeah. I mean... You know what's funny, though? Because when, you, when I was talking to the rep there, she obviously knew nothing about video games. And she was like, well, it look, it's like a turn-based. It's like... She didn't say turn-based. It was like, you would move, and then this person would move. I was like, oh, so it's like turn-based. She's like, turn-based, yeah. Mm. I was like, oh, That's all right. Thing. All right. Oh, we, oh, we saw that moon game. Oh, that's the one I want to talk about. Uh, that was your favorite it, one? It was, okay, so the reason why, it's and the I, most went, interesting. I went back to it later, so there are scenes in that game, like, okay, so there's a few things that are definitely, like, potentially maybe wrong with it, it's not out, obviously, it's called, uh, Bring Me to the Moon, I think, or, I think it's Deliver Us to the Moon, right, and so one of the, one of the strongest, awesomest scenes, like, I've always, well, tell what kind of game it is. So, um, the game is a kind of, like, third-person view, uh, like explore and kind of like gather resources to like save humanity and you're like an astronaut and you bring yourself up it's it's like more of like an exploration game but it, it, it shines at least i think it shines um most of all is because of the like the the solitude the the loneliness feeling that you get out in space and they they do a great job with making you feel that but that's not what i wanted to like that's not what i wanted to like I don't know, um, champion the most. The best part I loved was just the simplest like scene of you in the cockpit of the shuttle on Earth, about to launch yourself to Moon, to the Moon, and uh, you have to like figure out the whole panels and like flip the switches in the right order and like figure all those stuff out. And then when it actually starts to launch, it does such a great job of like building up the tension. And then when you're finally like leaving the Earth's atmosphere, you start to like look out the window and you're like, holy shit. And then things start to like settle out, and then you get into the space station. My my favorite part is just that beginning part. And I thought they did a great it's job. A, it's another one that seemed like a perfect fit for VR. Yeah. yeah. Well, so that that was another thing. Wait, that I was literally listening to this like it was a VR yeah, experience. That was not a no. VR. No, game. It's, so it's not. It's a they third were, they, yeah, game. but oh. they were thinking they're strongly pushing for that. But they got a Kickstarter. So this guy, his name was. Red Cunningham. I don't know why I thought of Red yeah, Cunningham. Brad, yeah, well, that's Rad. Rad Cunningham. No, we, we, we exchanged cards. I forgot what his name was, but yeah. um, he, he like, recently, I think, graduated from, uh, I don't know, from school is what they said. Rad College. Rad College. <laughs> and he graduated from school, and then his first game, well, he got kickstarted. He made a bunch of games prior to this, but it was just, like, for fun projects. And this looks, like, stellar. Mm-hmm. Interstellar, you know. uh, but it looks it looks really good. It looks really good. Like, so props to him for being like the design. Like I think he's like the developer, maybe not the designer. He doesn't do the music. His brother does the music, and then his girlfriend does the uh, social media game. And so like we were talking to all of them, and they seemed really excited. But honestly, the game looks pretty pretty fantastic. It looks very like intricate, and I really want that like space experience. It's kind of like Dead Space, 
Minus the action of the monsters. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. He, he was saying there were like minimum specs that your game needs to be to even work with Oculus. Yeah. And I don't think he, he the his, the well, face he made like he's like ah like so oh, it was man. it was that it was that he got kickstarted. And then to do the Oculus thing, you would need to find additional funding, and so you can't do like a second Kickstarter because that's fucking yeah, terrible. Yeah. Like it's bad idea. Hey, so could you kickstart this game we already kickstarted? Yeah. yeah Remember that time a... you gave us money? Well, I kind of wanted a second round of that. <laughs> you know, it's been done. But, uh, well, well, the I other mean, thing is that he's offsetting the cost of development by releasing it episodically too. Oh, uh, okay. So it's gonna be episodic. Yeah, I didn't it, catch it, that it's the first like. Time. The first episode comes out in August, I think. Is that... Oh, okay. Well, he said it was going to be, like, 20 hours. Um, is that the whole game? Is that what you mean? Like, 20 hours? So, so what you'll get is, like, three-hour chunks, I think, is what his brother oh, was okay. telling me. So, yeah. I mean, they, they they couldn't have that high degree of polish that they had at the demo. Yeah. Uh, unless they stretch out the development time another year. Oh, or that two, makes sense. So. 20 hours. That sounds too much. That sounds, too, like, too much. I mean, I think they're shooting more for, like... So. 10 okay that's well yeah um, the more i think about it I was like yeah 20 doesn't that doesn't sound right i don't know i mean overall the game seemed interesting but to be honest today was more uh well actually i could have talked about star manager that was pretty cool but i mean yeah that was all right all right let's move on okay i'm um, good Fox, what about you what was your um it's tough because i feel like like i enjoyed pyre i think it's from what i've played it's probably my least favorite of Supergiant games, but that's not saying much. They're all really, really Can you really explain Pyre a little bit? Yeah, like, I, I, I'll i just do that. Because, <laughs> like, I'll just... I'll say that, like, playing Lawbreakers was pretty fun, but I also don't care about that game at all. It was just, like, a fun experience. <laughs> but, uh... Because you wear the shirt for it. Yeah, hey. It was, <laughs> it was free. Um, Pyre... Pyre is interesting. Pyre is, like... It's, like... Okay, so it's... 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 It's kind of it acts kind of like the combat in um, their second game, Transistor. Uh, Transistor. The, the way that you like move around, right? I guess I mean, but not really. It's like it, imagine I, playing basketball in Transistor. So it, no, 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 no. It's, it's rugby. Imagine playing <laughs> rugby it, three on three rugby in Transistor. If anyone's played Death Row, it feels like that. It's three v three passing a ball, getting it through the hoop on the other side, but only destroying your only opponents. one person can move on each team at a time, mm. though. Because you, as the player, are controlling yeah, all it, three people. It's a more, like, tactical... Look. It's like ta- it's like okay. tactical rugby. I was pretty off-put that there was no thought of multiplayer. Yeah, that's the weirdest that's part. Weird. So, before... So, Puzzle and I had a chance to play it this morning, and my only exposure to it beforehand was... Uh, a trailer where <laughs> all you're really seeing is this three-on-three combat thing that's going on, and there's, like... You know, in the trailer you're seeing the blue team and the yellow team. And in my mind, my first thought is like, yo, this is definitely a multiplayer game. Like, it, it just looks exactly like yeah, that. It's a sport, you know? Yeah, and like, that was the first question that I had for uh, for the guys at Supergiant was just, so, kind of, kind of strange that you're going in the multiplayer direction. And he was like, it's not. And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, this is like a totally single player experience. Um extremely narrative driven like it it's has a, a very reading yeah it's a it's a lot of reading. but the reading makes sense narratively yeah so the loosest definition i could give you of the story is like 
uh, literacy is very, very rare in this world. Like, people don't have the ability to read. And the people that do have the ability to read, it's, like, outlawed or whatever. Contraband? And it's, like, magic. Yeah, so it's, like... But it's not, yeah. Yeah, so you, as the player, are picked up by a bunch of exiles who are, you know... All, like, you have become exiled, and all, there's these three other people that are also exiled, and they're like, hey, what are you out here for? And you basically have to tell them, like, oh, I can read or whatever. Um, and they're like, oh, this is great. Here's this magical book. If, if, you, read, if you read this book, <laughs> it will tell us a way that will allow us to escape exile and be free and reach salvation and all this stuff. And you're like, okay, cool. So you read the book, and it's basically like, okay, it dictates this competition that you have to like engage in space where basketball you, yeah this space <laughs> basketball and you're space facing jam. and you're facing off <laughs> against other individuals that are trying to escape exile so basically if you win this game you just basically really fuck over these other people like badly yeah. um and it's essentially you have to compete in this game of of pyre or whatever to to reach yeah you know whatever Can i just say the uh the one thing that i noticed is the animation of the fire itself so good. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's oh, a beautiful god. It's yeah. a beautiful game. But like everything oh, yeah. everything looks like a super giant game and then the fire is just like that might be like the best fire I've yeah, ever well, seen in a video playing. game. I was talking to them about the effects and asking them which was 2D, which was 3D and they were saying that you know things like the fire and the characters were all fully 3D. Huh. And just had a really nice, wow. like maybe kind of a shader, yeah, like, that's 2D how, look to them. That's how yeah. like Bastion was too. Like you look at the kid and he looks like he's a two-dimensional object, but he is you get close enough. It's kind of like Blaz Blue, right? Blaz Blue has characters that look uh, pixelated like 2D, 2D on 3D planes. planes. Right. But it's like... I say Blaze Blue. I call it Blaz Blue, actually. It's definitely Blaz Blue. Is it I Blaz? looked it up. Blaz. It is Blaze. Oh, well, fuck you, Pots. They just leave <laughs> the E off. <laughs> I'm no reason at all. Yeah. Well, anyway. So... The the most <laughs> the most <laughs> the most super giant thing about it is really just the movement and the way that the combat works in this thing and like the music and the, oh my god and the tell aesthetic. me you weren't getting Bastion feels the second the I game was, started I, it was like yeah it, just the way that it looks and the way that it sounds I, is I, so bad I totally trust that company because those. Both those games have been outstanding. That's oh, that's yeah. what he was saying. Was um, like it's a weird direction. Though, we right? we yeah. asked we asked them why they weren't doing more with the Xbox, and he was basically like, well. Like, we worked on the 360, and then we made Transistor on the PS4, and so we just know how to use the PS4. We've never done anything on the Xbox One, and we're a really small company. We're only, like, 12 people, and I'm afraid to, like, bring in more people because it could, like, screw up the Somebody up the team chemistry. Yeah, and I was, like, I was like, dude, you are killing it, so don't change anything. Yeah. Like, Says the guy that and he, you really want it on Xbox. Yeah, I do. But, like, if that's yeah. why he doesn't no, want to do mean, it. That, that's I mean, great. I didn't. It's I never totally thought reasonable. of that, that, like, yeah. they, they worked on 360, but they've never worked on Xbox One. No, but so sometimes yeah. they hire in... And like, I think the thing is, is, like, it's a smart business decision because you have to think that most of the people that play Transistor... PS3 and, or PS4 and PC exclusive this. are going to be interested in Supergiant's next game, so they should have that yeah. immediately available that, to them. You know that I mean? said, it is a super weird direction to go because it is totally like a. Outside of combat, it felt like Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. With the way that you move around the map, it was and like very... the bell, and like the choosing your upgrades and that's stuff. A, that's a terrible like comparison. It reminded so like it, <laughs> I have I have a very it reminded me of that game. game. I, yeah. That's the I game that you and I. Yeah. 
It was one that you do you remember the map to. where it's like you had to choose which like location you wanted to go to? Yeah, yeah. There and were you stages. would pick an upgrade or whatever. Like, but that's you, what you love it that one time you play it because you all get your your game I would boy probably, SPs like connected to the same. Oh no, console. I played that game DS's. single player and it was bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would never play that game again. But that was just like the the feeling that I got it, in that overworld. It kind of reminded you know? me of uh, a little bit Oregon Trail and a little bit of um, Oregon Trail. Yeah, like, cause you can stop and you can, like, like forge for supplies, so or you can train plus your people. Oregon Trails, plus, they had a baby. Plus NBA Street. Plus <laughs> NBA Street. <laughs> yeah. What is turn, that? Turn-based NBA the, Street. The combat you... is cool, because you can, like, you, you get the ball, but when you get the ball, you can't do anything but, yes. like, run and jump. And the way that you lose the ball is all the characters have auras that are a certain size depending on how big and slow the character is. Yeah. And if you touch an enemy's aura, you basically blow up, and yeah. then that character is out of the match for a while. Yeah. I'll tell you what, their, their tutorial for that, like, there's a lot of weird mechanics to this, like, combat system or whatever. Um... Their tutorial was amazing. It was like, very good. It was very well narrated. I, like I, I understood, immediately understood. It. Yeah, like exactly what I was doing. They, my issue was because I don't play PlayStation, I kept mixing up square and circle. Oh, so I kept oh, accidentally yeah. jumping when I meant to like shoot my soul laser. Was at pathetic them. Well, how, so how about so how about this? Was it fun? It was super fun. Yeah, I re, like yeah, when I you're in it. combat, it's like really like. Ooh, you, you know, get you like, get like a very rocket leaguey, but like yeah. very slow rocket league feel from so, it. It's not like the right. same hype crazy. I guess they're not going like, esports if it's not multiplayer. No, yeah, no, 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 absolutely hell not. No. Jeff took some pictures of us. You should see your faces. You guys look so into it. <laughs> yeah. It was great. I was definitely like to the music. I was definitely like bopping. Oh and, yeah, and like yeah, like and there was a number of times <laughs> where like if I lost a point or something, I'm like throwing the controller. Yeah, I was like, no, man, how did they score on me? Almost all the time there that hour. right? Yeah, we were like 45 minutes. We were there. I mean, granted, it was a long long demo like I, yeah. I don't think we spend any superfluous time like doing random shit in that no, demo but it was not. just like it was good like I I yeah like I I'm really I was into it yeah I was into it a lot I, I'm, like I said I think it's probably my least favorite of their games from what I've seen right now but that is just it's not saying much at all like all of their stuff is amazing yeah Jeff what about uh what about you did you play much? I feel like you were looking around uh, a lot. I did a lot of looking. Uh, I did play Lawbreakers with you guys, which was pretty fun. Once I got the hang of it, yeah. um, but I kept getting stabbed by whoever was the sword lady. I don't know. Fucking <laughs> um, <laughs> I figured it out halfway and did, did well towards the, the end, and then we won, which was guy. awesome. Yeah, but, uh, definitely. No, you, you used to play a lot of like competitive Team Fortress Two. Yeah. Like, would you say that that game has any sort of similarities? Like, is it grounded in something similar or no? Uh, I would say there are some similarities in that it's you know class-based and team-oriented and like objective-based yeah but the the way you play the classes and stuff is totally different mentality okay. like yeah you know there's no dedicated healer there's no like vulnerabilities really like each class is kind mm. of like a killing machine yeah that's actually a good point i didn't think about that it's um, more it's more unreal in yeah. that sense i guess similarly to what i saw of overwatch everything is just you could just kill with any class no problem you know, well, there there are designated healers. Like I, th I think the biggest difference between that and Overwatch is Overwatch kind of puts the the what do they call it like the Trinity like Trinity down. system. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you have your your tank, your DPS, and your healer, and, and they each have roles like that. Well, um, I've yet to play it, so yeah. But I feel like in Overwatch, your healer can also just destroy destroy people sometimes. So sometimes it's, it's like it's not <laughs> well as opposed to TF2. Would you say TF2? Yeah, yeah. In TF2, it's like you're not going to wreck the entire team. 
as the healer. Yeah, right if now. you do, that'll be like the highlight of the whole season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think my favorite, the most pleasurable moment of the day was actually talking to the developer of that was a 20 20 xx yeah that guy was really cool he developed the whole game from the ground up in c plus plus and i'm a developer so talking to him was very uh, you know rich conversation yeah. for me um you know you guys were talking to uh like the marketing guy or the artist the, or the artist yeah. and you guys were playing and seemingly having a great time yeah but we were just you know going back and forth about how he made the engine and all this stuff and mm -hmm. he like, gave me his card and was like you know, telling me that I could email him for help if I wanted to, like, get into the, you know, C++ engine creation game that's, or whatever. That's awesome. And, yeah, it just put me in good spirits the rest of the day, so. You know, people at PAX are cool, man. Like, any of the developers, like, I, I don't think I've ever had, like, a negative experience talking to a developer or a marketer or something. Like, I feel like they genuinely want to help you. And I think you have a particularly interesting perspective because, like, you know, we've only ever gotten as, as press or as fans to, to play stuff. But you, like, actually have a shared, like career-centric interest with what this guy's doing. They kind of like, move from uh, marketing slash PR mode to, uh, oh, you're a developer and understand my like crazy language and weird <laughs> terminology. Did, let's talk yeah. actual stuff. He let's seemed talk really shop, excited you know? to, like, oh, you guys understand what I'm talking about. That's great. Yeah, you you, you can yeah. see right when it clicks, when they're like, we can communicate with each other. System yeah. that print line, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, because, I mean, seriously, like, you have to think that these people, like, like, coders and game programmers that are doing it full-time, like, they are so into it. Like, that's what they're doing all the time, you know? I mean, you gotta love it in order... I mean, that's the entire thing about PAX, right? Most of it is just championing all the indie developers. Yeah. Those guys fucking love it. They're Meanwhile, not in it for the money. Meanwhile, <laughs> they're passion. having this great conversation and Skirbo is yelling at the artist about his dash animations. <laughs> hey, 20XX artist, you are very, very nice and I love your game, but please fix your dash animation. It's so ugly. Oh. Why? What did it look it's like? It's super awkward. He, like, thrusts, it, it, no, he, 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 like, he, like, thrusts he's, like, his standing, groin out and, yeah, and like, he, like, his arms back. his body like this and that's the dash. And I'm like, like what? I'm like, See, none of this I'm body saying. language communicates speed to me at all. That's like, what I always say, which is the animations are so important, especially the running animation, because you're going to be looking at it pretty much the entire time. Yeah, the, yeah you're, you're absolutely right. That's right exactly what I was that's feeling. That's why and I it's couldn't like, play Final Fantasy for. Team. And in a Mega Man game, yeah, it's like you're dashing yeah, like. Oh, it's not a Mega Man game. Mega it's not a Mega Man game. Be careful. <laughs> in a Mega Man Very inspired careful. game, like you're dashing literally like ninety percent of the time. So how are you gonna, you know, make that look shit? That that was one hundred percent a Mega Man game. Yeah. Like what? But, but, but. We go, I, I kind of called him out. I was like, how are you not getting a cease and desist for making this got, game? And he, he was like, very he's like, why? Yeah. He's like, why would that happen? And I was like, <laughs> because you, well, I because you clearly things. ripped the engine off of like This X2. blue shirt is actually Capcom. Yeah. You're fired. They're like, Capcom wasn't that far away from them too. Yeah, like, right. It's like, this is clearly the engine from like one of the mid X games. Really? Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's wow. like... It's a, you've got a blue guy shooting with a things, sword. No, he's got no, a no. sword. But... The red guy has the sword. Like zero. Oh, that game. Not, that not, game. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's literally called the same engine. Yeah, yeah, not literally the oh, same yeah, engine, but pretty damn but close. All of your yeah. actions like, are very similar. Yeah, he did. He was telling us very explicitly that he built every line of code from the ground up. But did but, he do it while looking at the code? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the X games. I mean, just changing oh, up variable names doesn't mean that Mega Man good. game yeah. while he was making it. He was like, do you oh, see wow. Mega Man anywhere in this game? And we were like, I mean, like not, not <laughs> technically. He's like, like, yeah, like, like a distant probably. second cousin, maybe? Yeah. 
He was, no, but 20 XX was, was a cool game. I've been playing that in early access for a while. He was smart because he was like, yeah, think about it. Like, everybody wants to play Mighty Number no. 9. That game's never coming out. Yeah. So they should just play my game instead. It was like, no, yeah, no, right no. on. He's not wrong. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So, Mike. Yeah. DeFabio, what about you? What, what did you enjoy or not enjoy playing? After 20XX, we actually went to see. That was what? Goner? Oh, yeah, Goner. Goner. Yeah. Which was... Gone Baby Gone? Forgot about that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Goner. I don't think I saw this one. Oh, no, it's it was another one of the small indie games. It was a roguelike platformer. Mm-hmm. You, you look oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where you go and you like okay. basically it was pick like your character, pick your almost. weapon, yeah. jump down the Mario Pipe-like thing, and then the, the cool thing was the artwork, the environment like built in on itself while you were running. Okay. Like, you're in darkness, and you see the floor, and as you walk, the walls like form around you. Very Bastion. It was so, a really difficult yeah, game. Also, I had no idea what we were doing, but like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. And it was one developer who really did all the programming and artwork. Yeah, yet another guy who did the entire thing himself, like starting last October till now, and he had a, a crazy polished-looking product. The dedication from some of these people is out of control. Like, they put so much heart into this stuff, you know? Like, that was, it was a super stuff. simplistic-looking game, but it looked yeah. no, that was really... Beautiful. It was really polished. Yeah, yeah exactly. The thing is, that was the effect he was going for. You know, black background to make it seem like it's dark, and mm-hmm. then as the ground kind of populates itself as you get close to it, it kind of seems like a light radius. Yeah, it's, but it's like a nice effect. It's funny, like, as we we're actually building our own game, right, the TTR game, like, you start to think of all these, like, cool effects that you want to create, and then you come up with, like, the stupidest, weirdest ways to make that happen, whether it be, like, let's add a fucking black box here that covers a screen that they won't know it doesn't cover the screen, and we'll call that <laughs> darkness. It's like, oh, okay, that totally works. Yeah, there's a million tricks, you know. Yeah. It's like a puppet show. Out. It is literally a puppet show. It is literally a puppet show, but digital form. You're yeah. creating magic. Thanks, thanks, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that game sounds super cool. Like, I, it's awesome they had such a positive experience with it. I want to try that yeah, out. Yeah, it had a lot of cool elements, almost uh, similar to like Behemoth games, where like, depending on you, you like lose your head when you die, and then like the death character brings you another head. That's and awesome. Depending on the head yeah. you choose, it gives you different strengths and weaknesses, or like your head might shoot a bullet when you shoot, or oh, like, cool. and then you pick your gun. So it's like there's a lot of different ways to play. Interesting. Definitely a good one, though. Yeah, no, I'll definitely try that. What was it called again? Goner. Goner. G O N N E R. Got it. Google Got it, it. listeners. <laughs> All right, Ben. Website. I just Googled it. Ben, we left you best for last. What uh, What was your highlight of the show today? Definitely Hob. I yeah. mean, I would say Grip, but I only got like 30 seconds with that. Mm-hmm. And I'll check that out tomorrow but definitely hop yeah now tell me more about this because this is from the guys who did torchlight which pots loves i love torchlight um so good and i know very little about this i I think i saw a trailer or something so it's an action adventure game where you're in this strange world that is almost like one giant machine where the land is made up like the land itself makes up cogs in the machine Okay. And as you solve puzzles and defeat enemies, you, you'll actually shift the way the landscape looks. Okay. So, like, you'll solve a puzzle, and then all of a sudden, the platform that was completely flat and just an arena that you were just fighting in turns into this, like, giant mesa, and then there's things to go swing off of to go get to a different part oh, so of the like world. so, like, opens you pathways and stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. And, like, the combat is, like 
really simple, but you have to play it really smart, almost kind of like uh, Dark Souls, where like you can't just go in and swing and button yeah. mash until you have to like dodge, you have to block, okay. depending on the enemy, and you know, like. I accidentally stumbled onto the weakness of the first boss fight that I walked into because yeah, you seem I to take that guy down pretty fucking fast. Even the the pure agent that we were yeah we both we both nineteen in this one and yeah he it seemed like you played this already and she was just like oh okay and then you got cornered and like you couldn't get to so is it like certain fight. abilities were weaknesses or you had to hit him at a certain place well here's the thing is like uh, you your character has this uh, arm it's yeah. a mechanical arm okay. and. It help, you have a bunch of different tools that you can use. So, like, I was using this electronic grappling hook, mm-hmm. and I accidentally used it, and I pulled the guy's kneecap off. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And I realized, oh, well, I have to pull the other knee off, and then I, you know. Just you... going on. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, you gotta think of it in, the, like, so the way that you actually, that we were, I guess, describing it after we left the booth was kind of like a Zelda-esque-ish kind of game. Like, so the, the fighting mechanics was very similar to kind of like that, right? Except for it yeah, was a bit more punishing. So. But uh, so that mechanical arm that you were talking about before, as you go through these levels, you get these uh, essentially like power-ups, like uh, not power-ups, but like tools that your arm then suddenly morphs into something else, right? Mm-hmm. And so with that power, then obviously you go through the, like the puzzles, the next puzzles include that arm or that ability, and then the final boss, it's kind of like Zelda, insert new item into mouth of said boss and you're good, you know? But... Um, yeah, now the game looked really pretty when you were playing it. Oh, yeah, really it's, it's definitely gorgeous. Yeah, one of the one things that I like really stuck with me with that game, and I knew you were going to pick that, so I didn't pick it, but the one thing that uh, really like stuck with me is that she said that there was no dialogue, mm-hmm. there is no narrative. The only narrative is driven strictly, strictly from your observations from the environment, right? So those throw little cutscenes and little pieces, like, they said that... Well, there aren't highly... any actual cutscenes. Oh, okay, not cutscenes, but any, like, any type of, like, event that happens. Um, yeah, it'll all be playing out, like, off in the distance. And, like, if you're not looking for it or you don't stop in the right spot, you'll just completely miss it. Yeah. And you'll... Sometimes it's just as simple as, like, a camera pan zoom kind of situation, right? But um, one of the other things, too, is, like, so she was telling me the origin stories of, and it was literally, like, the three, like, leads of that of that studio. And uh, they just went in a cabin for, like, a week on, like, kind of a spirit quest, minus the peyote, all with just <laughs> beer. And then she was like, yeah, no, literally, they just fucking wanted to make a new IP, and they were like, well, we're just going to lock ourselves in this cabin, we're going to come up with an idea. And they came up with Hob, which was really uh, originally the, pro- the project name, and uh, they were like, I like Ico, and Journey, and uh, Shadow of the Colossus, let's make a game that's kind of like that, but, you know, a little different. It's like the same experiential kind of like adventure, it's like you're trying to figure out the mystery yourself without having to worry about, you know, mm-hmm. but, it's it's cool that you actually get to hear those sorts of stories. I feel like that's the kind of thing that you can only get at a convention where you're, you know, literally yeah, standing with the quest of beer in a cabin. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, just hearing that to- uh, sort of story. I added right? a spirit. Like... She didn't say spirit quest, but it was definitely a spirit quest. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> that's what, that's what you quest. call that. We should do a TCR spirit quest, I think. This is, isn't is that happening right now? Quest? <laughs> uh, I guess. Uh... I guess we need to get some peyote or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah. Stay in school. Because I've really been, like, it's just such a cool, like, atmosphere being there. Even just, like, seeing, like, cosplayers and stuff and, and just chatting with people, like... We didn't see too many know. cosplayers today. But well, tomorrow not today. Tomorrow, to be the big day, tomorrow right? is going to be I a madhouse. Pots. 
He's gonna do the story for tomorrow. Right? I'll take pictures if he gets yeah. enough sleep tonight. Yeah, I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm losing it. I think yeah. everybody's fading a little bit. So yeah, last night it was uh, we got in at what like one, and then we had to wake up at like six, and uh, there was a lot yeah. of stuff that happened in between those five hours that resulted well, in like no sleep. Also, got in means it was not we arrived at the hotel at one. I think we went to bed at like two. Yeah, and at one thirty, at one thirty, I got a. Facebook chat message from the guys over at Star Major being like, hey, hey guys, uh, Justin, do you want an exclusive? And we're all like, uh, yeah, absolutely. He's like, okay, here's the build for our uh, latest demo. Play it and write whatever you want. Everything's free game. I'm like, right now? He's like, yeah, do it. I was like, great. And then he was like, so any chance that you can help me show the game to PAX, uh, to other like press guys at PAX tomorrow? And I'm like, wait, so, so the exclusive is like good till now it's and good. then till PAX when I show it to other press people. So wait a second. I know you want to light the world on fire with your game, but what about us? Yeah. <laughs> and so I stayed up for an hour while Justin went to sleep, trying to play the game and think about what I could write. And then he woke up and he was just, go to bed. Like, <laughs> all right. Oh, man. I think we're all very, very spent. Oh, man. That was a lot of walking today. There's a lot of, like... Are we getting up at 6 again tomorrow? We are no. getting up at 6 no, again No, we tomorrow. don't need to get it. We don't need to get press passes. It only takes 30 minutes. Getting parking was not a problem. And it opens it wasn't like a problem 10. today because we were there so early, though. Yeah. Why would we have to wake up so early? No, I, no, I just want to get there in time. All right, whatever. This is a conversation. For yeah, this is nothing new to the podcast. This is not listen, good radio. Listen, Dad, I don't want to wake up that early, okay? <laughs> uh, but I think this might be a good place to break because I think we're all very tired and fading quickly. Dad. How long was the... Uh, this? Four, 42 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's we a, have time to do... It's a no. special one. It's... It's fine. Special podcast. <laughs> Alright, we all well, feel so guilty we'll, though. We're gonna get so early. We'll do one in the car on the way back. There you go. I really we'll, want we'll the air conditioning on because it's getting hot. There yeah, you go. Get out of my room, guys. <laughs> Stop get listening of, to us. Get out of the Justin's room. <laughs> Alright, guys. Well, Alex, Mike, Mike, Jeff, Ben, and Justin, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Justin. You're thank, welcome. Thank you to all of our listeners. Remember, our podcast posts every Saturday at 12 p.m. Uh. Eastern Time. Uh, you can email us at podcast at com. Don't forget our special word, hootie who. If you ask us a question and include hootie who in the email, we will but send you, you a... You can spend it... R- and you can't be right. Callum. Yeah. <laughs> we will send you a free and Steam mom, hold game. off on the emails, okay? I know you love me. Uh, should, should this be a first come, first serve thing? I guess so. I'm sure we have enough games for... All thousand of our fans, if they want to. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, everybody. All three of them. <laughs> Thank night. you, everyone, and we'll catch you on the next one. See ya. Go to sleep. <laughs> okay. <laughs>